0: Jolie here for Seconds out with Daniel Devoir. Daniel it's fight week. How excited are you? I'm really excited. It's um,
1: about time now. I want to get him on and show uh, sure, prove what I'm about and get back and get the ball rolling again.
0: And when did you first find out about your Schneider as your opponent? Because it's only been in the last week that he's been announced. But did you know a lot about him beforehand?
1: Not really. It's, uh, Coming in, you know what? I didn't watch a lot of fights so the change of opponent hasn't really affected me. I wasn't preparing for a Stalin particular, but just a fight on the 29th. And I'm glad we finally get on. Yeah, and,
0: and how do you think you're going to handle the pressure? Because it probably will be mostly on you, because everyone expects you to win. Does that motivate you more, or is it harder to be motivated now that all the pressure's on you?
1: That, that, that. It, you know, all that um, talking stuff. It's, it's good, and um, that, all of that pressure and everything else, I need that just to go out there and perform to my best of my ability, so I, I welcome it.
0: And I know you haven't had a full training camp of the new Peacock gym, but how do you like the new facilities and are you excited for the next camp that will be fully there?
1: Yeah, um, it's, it's new, so it's, 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 I'm glad it's new. It reminds me of a lot of, you know, back in the day when I used to change club a lot, so this is a fresh start again and hopefully some new memories and good memories we can make in this new gym. And
0: hopefully, well, definitely, we'll be looking to the Joe Joyce fight at that at that gym. Yeah. October twenty fourth. Are you going to leave uh, the gym for a couple of weeks, or are you going to be straight back in camp after Saturday night?
1: No, I might. I might have quite a few weeks off, <laughs> just 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 to relax again, because this has been long back in getting back into the gym and getting back into shape has been it's been hard. So I'll probably take a, a few weeks off and then start up again. I've, you know done a lot of preparation not just for this fight but for the next fight after this one
0: and how were you feeling after saturday night's performance from dillian white was it were you happy to see that or were you disappointed because i know it would be a bigger fight down the line if he would have won on saturday
1: oh yeah you know it can still happen you know this that was a high level of opponent in perfect him. so no shame there in losing to him he pulled out the bag and turned back the clock at 40 odd you know, pulled out a shot that you know was really impressive, and you know shook the whole boxing world.
0: And how do you think COVID has set back your year and your plans to get to a world title? And I know it's through no fault of your own, and it's happened to a lot of fighters. But where do you think you'd be if you were you did fight in April, uh, in April, and you would have won?
1: Um, really, uh, I don't know, man. For the, from now, probably head into the world title. This, the Joe fight is a very big, big fight for me and a breakthrough fight. So, a world title, I, I wouldn't think nothing less in that direction. Maybe a few men, you know, getting into position to challenge for the title.
0: And and what do you look to do potentially after the Joe Joyce fight? If you come out victorious, do you want to fight again this year, or are you going to just look to 2021?
1: Um, hopefully they've been saying that Joe's going to be in October, so. And if, it, if that happens then I'm all for it but if I get a, a, a put on the shelf you know, you know, again for the rest of the year then it's just back in the gym, sparring, getting in, getting back in where I was and you know, picking up different things and learning and learning, that's all I can do.
0: Brilliant, well I appreciate it for your time but before I let you go have you got any predictions for Schneiders on Saturday night, how are you going to get him out of that?
1: Oh, devastating performance and uh, you know it's a boxing exhibition, you know, showing my class and all what I picked up throughout my career, and just you know, entertaining the audience at home. And I want to prove you know what I still got and show them what, show what
0: what they're missing. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Sounds sweet to you again soon. Yeah. Yes.
2: All- it's good. Yeah,
0: yeah, sweet. Sweet. Jolie here for seconds out with David Adler. David, second fight in just over a month Are uh, you making it for last time? Yeah, I'm trying to, you
3: know, trying to stay as vigilant as
0: possible. Um, as that was possible as well, especially in my first year, so That's objective. And obviously, Brutal KO, KO last time out. Is that going to be the same on Saturday? Hopefully so, you know. This guy's a bit tough, don't get you stopped. Um, so up, sort of, uh, the fight
3: and him, but, you know, an opportunity
1: so i definitely
0: take it. Mm-hmm. And you surprised with the exposure you've got so far, obviously this is going to be uh, still early on in your career, and you've got 4 million views on YouTube, There's so a lot of stuff happening for you, What? how quickly did you think it would come, and are you surprised with how quickly it has come? No, I'm not surprised, because I
3: don't really get enough thought process, but, um, yeah, it's going well, you know, I'm complaining. Yeah. And
0: do you think you can get that final I now mean, from Gorman soon, like the Fabio award as well? How long do you think you can get these guys? It starts blowing up in it. This yeah. is Gordon, <laughs> Gorman,
3: Fabio Like I said, look, I'm not calling nobody out. I know I stay in my lane, but I'm ready yeah. for these fights now. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, I leave it to my manager and and uh, my coach, you know, they say, like, look, these are the fans we should be taking out, and so be it. But um, right now I'm just learning my craft in the program. you know, it was different to the amateurs, and you know? Juniors and seniors are different, the seniors and the pros are different, so
0: I'm just learning the program. And I know you were at university, you put your career on hold to, to wait till you get into the pros. Are you going to do the same with, like, the way you step up in your boxing? Do you think it will be a while until you get to that British level, or are you going to go for it as soon as possible? British level I'm ready for now,
3: I mean realistically
0: you like, not enough to be cocky. But who's the
3: one I beat at British level, you see the guy there. I mean I look at them like there's just no way in hell they could beat me, but um, Yeah man, I mean like I said the opportunity can present itself, but if you take them at the wrong time then they're no really they're not really opportunities are they, so it's all about taking them at the right time and When the timing's right, then I'll take them. I'm not going to rush into the game. I've got so many years ahead of me, I don't need to actually rush
0: right now. These opportunities will come. Whether they don't come this year, next year, they definitely come. So I'll definitely
2: take them when the timing's right. And
0: out in July, how was it fighting without a crowd it didn't seem to affect
3: Yeah, I was alright with it, you know. I sparred with no crowd anyway. It's in the gym with me and my coach when we sparred. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, um, do you look to get back out there again soon if you win on Saturday night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I, when I um, beat this kid on Saturday, I fight you know three days later, four days later. But next show, I mean, I'm not really fast. i stay in the gym anyways and I'm always I'm always ticking over, so when
0: the time's right and I get the And if you could put a stamp on how many more fights you could have this year, would you I know you'd say like ten or whatever, how many you do you think you could have? Realistically one every month. Yeah. I, mean, well, I take one every month, so yeah. I'm sure you'd be ready for British level and soon higher uh higher soons basketball, so choose some time. Cheers man. Good luck. Don't be shy.
4: Life won't bring you down too far I would batter Joshua inside the first round My favourite Scranat Nando's is Boneless Platter with a Diet Coke My favourite punch is left jab to the face. I think the grizzly wins. He's got claws and a very, very tough skin. I think he'll go all the way. He's dedicated. He wants it. He trains hard. He eats well. And he's my brother. He has to. Well, I'd hope to, but we're uh, having a bit shit weather at the moment. So it's uh, sand training in the rain. Not too good. We get another nice day then, hopefully, yeah. I would like to think he's the man to be on Saturday, but there's a couple of dark horses in the competition. I'm not one of them, I'm just a plodder. Too big, gravity pulls me down the mountain, not up it. I would say the number one distraction is self discipline or maybe self belief. Who really knows? One of those two. The best moment in my career was making a comeback from 28 stone, getting down to 18 stone and returning back to competitive sports. Yes, I am looking forward to seeing Joe Joyce and Daniel Dubois fight. That will be a real pick-em heavyweight fight. Who do you fancy? My go-to breakfast would be granola and yogurt. Or scrambled egg on toast. Best advice I can give anybody going through depression is seek medical help immediately and you'll start to get better that's a fact good question no i had my first amateur boxing fight when i was 16 years old nearly 17 i was too big couldn't get a fight as a kid my favorite song to sing to paris is randy travis forever and ever my opinion on philip erkovich is he's a great fighter definitely a Big, big prospect to the future, um, and a future world champion too. Darren, I'm only number two because you're number one, Mush. Congratulations, Darren Till, the number one at MTK Global. My personal opinion on the best fight I've fought, it would definitely be my fight with mental health. That was a hell of a fight, a hell of a battle, that I continue to fight on a daily basis. Go on, Jim. Yes, being honest, I do understand Isaac because I've known Isaac since he's been about eight years old. So, although most can't, I'm one of the few that can understand him, yes. Why do I dislike Eddie Earn? I don't. I just think he's a bellend. Thank you very much. God bless you and God bless your family too. Yeah, I'm boycotting him too because... If they're not going to sponsor the number one at MTK Global, then they're definitely not going to sponsor the number two, are they? That's for sure. So I'm not going to go there either.
2: What's up guys, it's your boy Fuad back here on Behind the Gloves with another video, today's the very first video of what you could call a bit of a roundup, I know I do a lot of voice notes updating you guys on everything that's going on, but I think every couple of days I'm going to just do one of these videos, round up everything that is going on in the boxing world. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure to do that now. Anyway, let's get straight into it. There's only one place to start and it's always the heavyweight division and we're going to talk about the two big boys, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, back at it again talking about each other. And every time they do, you know, the, the internet explodes because that's just what we do. We get gassed. Uh, we, don't, we have no idea when we're going to see the fight. But there's a few things we want to speak about on this situation. Uh, a day ago, Tyson Fury posted this on social media, uh, posting Happy Wednesday. And the picture is him as a grown adult and Anthony Joshua as a little boy. And the little boy says, where are you taking me? And Fury simply respond, responds, to school, you bum. I mean, straightforward. A bit, bit of a bit of bit of salt on that bit of drama, and then uh, we got a quote from Anthony Joshua on Tyson Fury when he spoke to Alotto. He said, "I have a lot of respect for the man. He's a good family man and a good fighter. But on the other hand, I want to break his head first six rounds. I know I'm going to take him out then. And uh, you know, it seems like AJ is pretty serious about that as he's back in training and smashing the pads, as you can see in this very clip." enough, we're going to add Carl Frotch into the whole um, equation of this situation, if that makes any sense of what I just said. But Carl Frotch did say on his podcast, Frotch on Fighting, I put something on my Insta story, AJ and Fury facing off. I've had a message in my direct inbox from Tyson Fury. He put, fight won't happen. The man's a shithouse. He and his promoter know I'll go through him like a hot knife through butter. So Frotch saying that he got the direct message from the man himself about the fight not happening. I mean... Would we be surprised if the AJ Fury fight didn't happen? There's too many personalities, but I do feel like we will get it at some points. Probably not exhibitions in 30 years time, let's hope so, but I think we will get it um, in the in the coming future. Fury also had this to say about Eddie Hearn.
4: I don't, I just think he's a
2: I mean, pretty straightforward, like putting it there, says it how it is, but... Uh, <laughs> Okay, now moving on, Amir Khan, um, we last saw him in the ring against Billy Dib in Saudi Arabia. But now, it's not a fight announcement, but it's back to the reality shows with Amir. And this tweet from Michael Benson, The BBC have announced that Amir Khan has landed his own reality TV show called Meet the Khans, Big in Bolton on BBC3. Described as an exclusive insight into the real couple behind the splashy tabloid headlines, glitzy boxing matches and glamorous photo shoots. The real question is boxing fans, will you be tuned in to watch the life of Amir Khan behind the scenes um, and all the drama that goes on in and outside the ring? Let me know in the comments. And finally, we're gonna finish off with some AB. AB in the building, Adrian Broner. I mean, this man, what can we say about him? He's a personality all around the board in and outside of the ring, but I've just come across this picture of him and wow. I mean, the man has put on some serious weight. His belly is just all out. That, (sighs) I mean, I'm I'm kind of speechless. He's a four-weight world champion. I mean, to be a four-weight world champion and be in the headlines for uh, for all the wrong reasons all the time, is just a bit of a sticky one. But he's been sentenced to seven days in prison, violating his parole. which I mean, it's sad to see him like that, but thankfully it's nothing more than uh, just what it is. But I mean, he's put on some serious weight by the looks of it. When are we ever going to see him in the ring next? And when he does go in the ring, he's going to have to cut some mad weight off, which we know is going to affect him in the ring. So we'll have to wait and see. Let me know what your thoughts are on this picture. But anyway, that's a quick roundup. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, let me know in the comment section. If you want to see more, let me know in the comment section also, and um, yeah, catch us shortly.
5: Hey Fi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here, and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video, and we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play, so make sure you go and download that. Bye, Fight Fans. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV and Association of MTK Global. Last interview of the fight, week before Saturday night, save the best till last, with uh, world class trainer Dominic Ingle and world class singer Dominic uh-huh. Ingle.
6: world class singer. Mind you, there's a bit of competition now. I've got Eddie and breathing close in our and Frank Warren, so I don't know if I've opened up, you know, opened that up for him because they're all getting a bit of confidence there and singing.
5: Yeah, Eddie and did his karaoke the other night, and obviously Frank, uh, it was a short song, but. Mm. What do you think of the song?
6: Uh, well, not too much. I thought Eddie did, it, you know, uh, sang quite well, apart from when he did his rapping bit. But the rest, of these, you know, the rest of it, he sang all right. And Frank, well, he's having a dig, really, isn't he?
5: But you've led the way in uh, boxing singing. Pro- probably. I probably. think it's fair to say. Uh, Dom, uh, Willie has moved down to 168 pounds. Why now? Uh,
6: he's he, well. He's, he's for this fight. He's going to be obviously not. He's not going to be 168. But his his next fight is going to be a title fight of 168. Um, I think he's. We've had the time to do it. He had not boxed for a good couple of months with the lockdown. He's had time to work on his weight, and for this fight, you know, his weight's really good. And uh, you know, we're thinking that there's more opportunities, um, real possibilities for him at 168. So, speaking to his manager, Shelley Finkel, we decided to, you know, finally take the plunge and move him down.
5: He's comfortable with it as well.
6: Yeah, he's, yeah. I'm saying he's, he's good. He's good in his weight. He's uh, 22 now. He's settled in Sheffield. Got married. Last year he's settled now and uh, there's nothing making him wait that when you're living in a strange town and everybody, all your family's in another place, it's a very lonely place, but he's living with his wife now. His family come down every now and again, keep him occupied. So it's, it's a big, uh, you know, big problem solved really.
5: Obviously your, your gym's always been busy, but Kelbrook and and Kidgalli are kind of the, the marquee names that everyone associates with the gym, especially now. But I do hear Liam and Willie's name getting mentioned a lot. It's, it's good that them two are getting the recognition they deserve.
6: Yeah, you know, kills 34 now, is he 34, I think, and uh, we're talking about this uh, Crawford fight, hopefully that comes off. Galahad obviously back in the mix again for Josh Warrington, we're waiting for news on that. But Liam Williams has had a, you know, this is probably the longest he's been out of the ring since uh, boxing with me, nine months. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's had a good run-up until then, so he's back out, he's just seen something announced now where he's fighting in September, I think it is, or October, October. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, so he's up there and, uh, you know, he's he's only 30, same age as Barry. Yeah. You know, Kel's probably got one or, more, one or two more fights and then the names coming through will be, obviously, Liam, Liam Williams and Willie Hutchinson. You know, Barry's got a few more years left in him yet. But they're working their way up there. And I think Willie, you know, another couple of fights, he'll be British champion and start making his way up through the rankings and, and get into bigger fights.
5: Yeah, I mean, at Super Middle, there is a very good fight between Omar Sadiq and uh, Laron Richards. I think uh, someone like Willie can be in with the likes of them next year or even yeah, at the yeah, end of yeah. the year? you
6: know, we've, we've sparred, you know, Shaq and we've sparred Lerone Richards, you know, sparring, sparring. And you can't t- ever take anything away from that, um, you know, for, for a real fight. So there's, you know, you, you get an idea of where you need to be, but, you know, he needs a little bit more work on him, a little, a little bit more experience. They're mature guys, good fighters. So, you know, let's see what happens with them in that fight and then see how they... You know how they fare and then see how we think we can match Willie up against them. How special is he though? Yeah, he's good, I mean he's obviously World Amateur Champion, he's, he's um, you know, very his quality and, but it was just a case of getting used to the Ingles system and you know where he trained before it, it, the, the pieces weren't falling into place for him and I think now he's realised being in the gym around the good fighters like Kel Brook Kid Galahad, Liam Williams Robbie Davis, you know they draw off of their experience and it's made him more mature. So he's learning and realising what the big picture is now and he's he's putting some good spars in and he's learning how to negotiate the rounds and what he needs to do.
5: Okay good to hear. Uh, let's uh, talk about Liam Williams fighting out today mandatory against Robinson. Yeah. Um, the chance for Liam to, to look special again is that fair yeah, to Yeah I think
6: you know look it's you know, we've got this big thing going on with Dillian White at the minute and not we where uh, should he have took the fight should he not the thing is with boxers is they're there to fight and they want to fight and they want to keep active. Sitting around for months on end or years on end and wasting time. You know, sometimes you just have to take the fights and it keeps the boxing going. And Liam Williams, when he first came to me, I just said to him, look, just take any fight. What's thrown in front of you, doesn't matter how good they are. If they're not that good, then you should be beating them in, you know, in, in four rounds. Uh, so you still train 12, 16 weeks you know, for the fight of your life. And you and you demolish these kids and, and look how we he, how he has in the last, you know, 12 to 15 months from Mark Efron to Atlantis Fox, All these guys he's bought, Mullinder, he's just he's just steamrolled them. And that's because he's had continuity and carried on and trained. Instead of blowing up in between camps, you know, having three and four months out. This is a part of his career where, since he's been with me, he's never really took his foot off the gas. And when I spoke to him about his career before that, what he did in between fights, he just wasted away sitting around doing nothing. So he hasn't got that kind, of, he didn't have that kind of time when he came to me, he had to get a, a bit of a move on and he has done that. So, you know, we never look past anybody, we look to the next fight and he's he's been training over the summer, he's had a couple of weeks out but he's been training, he's in a good place. He sported the other day with uh, Mark Efron, hmm. uh, who was coming up for a fight and Mark's in terrific shape, he's, he's improving he, under um, Michael Jennings, it was a good sport and, and Mark was only two weeks away from a fight, Liam's. You know, weeks away from a fight, and it was a good eight rounds. So he said to me before, I'd never been able to do that, you know, how I did it before. So because I've kept on it, I've managed to keep up with him. It was good spar, competitive. And uh, so it just shows you that this fight in uh, against Robinson, he'll be he'll be more than ready. And it's a case of doing a good job on this kid. You know, we're still waiting for the, the World Title fight challenge, but nothing's coming back with that. So you know, let's forget it and just get the fight in front of us. He's, you know, Liam's well capable of beating this kid uh, really really well. Obviously, it's a big opportunity for Robinson, and you can never overlook him. And he's going to bring his best game. But Liam Williams is a hard man to beat at the moment.
5: Disappointing that Matram uh, reportedly
6: refused an offer. For the for the Felix Cash fight? Yeah, not, not really because look, Felix Felix Cash is not a bad kid. He's not on the same level as Liam Williams, and you know he's probably better. He doesn't face Liam Williams because it'd probably ruin him. Um, you know Liam Williams will move on a little bit, and and Felix will come behind him, and then maybe somewhere down the line they will fight. You know maybe when Liam's on the way down and. Felix is so rising, it might be more more competitive, but at the minute I don't think Felix Cash, as good as he is, lives with Liam Williams, so it's probably a good move that he hasn't took the fight. Okay.
5: Uh, Kid Gallard, you said he's back in the, the mix with Josh Warner. Do you think that fight will happen, Dom?
6: Well, it is mandatory. And you know, we've we've heard all these stories about Warrington trying to get unification, fighting everything else, and maybe that was possible before the lockdown, but I think how boxing is now. And I think one of the selling points for Warrington is that he, he you it know, gets a big crowd there's a big gate it's it's lucrative, and I think that kind of changes the perspective on things when you haven't got a big crowd and maybe it is not in so much of a rush now to do a unification fight, and maybe it's going to make the easiest fight for Warrington out there you know easiest fight to make, which is with Galahad we're both in England, you know what i mean there's no quarantine there's none of you know people travelling and officials travelling it can all be done in england so Fingers crossed, we're going to hear something in the next couple of weeks what's happening with that. That fight would sell as well because of the rematch. Yeah, it'll sell. You know, uh, Warrington's fans are always poo pooing it. and Warrington doesn't want to take the fight again, I don't I don't blame him. But, you know, I think whichever way he moves, Warrington he's going to be between a rock and a hard place. You know, if he challenges the top guys, I think he's going to be in hard fights. He goes out to America. And if he has to come back to Galahad, then it's still going to be a hard fight again. So.
5: Seeing lots of reports that uh, Kell Brook's been offered one and a half million dollars for this Crawford
6: fight. What do you know, Dom? Listen, I don't. You know, Kell Brook uh, manages himself. He does his own business. I train him. I've spoke to him today. He's in the gym training, um, and he just said to me the other day, "Oh, the fight's close." But how many times have we seen that with fighters saying the fights are close and then nothing ever happens? So, you know, he's training, he's in a good place, he's he's within striking distance for that date, let's put it that way. What you tend to find with Cole Brook is if he thinks he's got a fight in so many weeks' time, he will be a certain weight, you know. Uh to be able to make that date and he's he's on his weight, he's good with his weight, he's training on a regular basis, I think. But until pen touches paper and the contract is signed, sealed and delivered. I think he won't really step it up so you know, there's talk at the minute but it's not being confirmed to me but he is training in the gym, yeah. What makes you believe that Kel still could beat someone like Terence Crawford? I look at Terence Crawford's record today is 32 and I remember when he boxed Ricky Burns and you know, Ricky Burns is a good kid um, and he only beat Ricky Ricky Burns you know, on a unanimous decision. For me to really take notice of fighters I'd be looking at Crawford to be stopping people like Ricky Burns, if they're stopping Ricky Burns and, and the top-flight fighters, then there's something to be worried about. But he's only beating them on points. All right, he beat Khan, but you know Khan was never going to be a match. So he's not a spring chicken. He's not 26, 27. He's 32. So you know that's that evens up the odds a little bit. Um, I think the problem could be Kel making 147 again, mm-hmm. having to travel. Um, but his last fight um when he boxed in February, you know, he made he made the weight dead easy and he could have at that point he could have made ten and a half stone. I think his mindset just changed. He was on the weight, you know, he was good on the weight weeks before that last fight. So I don't think that's gonna be an issue. So yeah, it is tough, uh, Crawford and you know it's an opportunity for Kel um that he could he could win. Um but we just have to see which Kelbrook turns up. That's the thing after getting past thirty years old it's always a you know, what Kelbrook's going to turn up. Is it going to be the Kelbrook who knocked out Rabchenko? Is it going to be the Kell Brook who, you know, didn't look so good against Zarafa? Or is it going to be the Kelbrook who beat, you know, the last guy? Um, mm. So, you know, whereas you need consistency.
5: Could be some, some massive fights for the gym, though. Say Brook Crawford lands, Williams, Andrade, mm-hmm. Galahad, Warrington rematch. Yeah. It's still massive fights for yourself.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah the good fights. I mean, it, it's the, the, the base is a... Well, the bases are getting getting close to be loaded. It's just whether they come off. You know, you can always there's an old saying, "Don't count your chickens." that all the fights are possible, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll welcome them fights. It's it's not uh, you know, it's not a problem for us. We, we're used to the big fights, and so if it happens, it, you know, we're gonna are gonna have a busy we're gonna have a busy couple of months. But you know, you just wish that they're going to be in front of the crowds. I mean, this is going to be my first fight on Saturday with Hutchinson uh with no crowd this is the first fight for me uh since the lockdown and it's going to be you know a bit of a weird situation because you're used to the crowds and you just want when you look at everything what's going on in the world with you know people socializing in pubs and allowed to do certain things you just make sure you scratch your head why you can't have boxing you know everybody else is allowed to shopping I've been, I've been in the shopping center here at stratford you know some people are walking around with masks on some people aren't walking around with masks on it's a bit of a free for all and you just think well you know there's a Couple hundred walking around that place. Why can't they have you know crowds in boxing? So, but you've got to wear a visor on Saturday night. Is it a visor? I just thought it was going to be a, a mask, so got the whole Is thing they? okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs>
5: uh, Dom, let me get uh, your take on the thing with Dylan White. Let's just clear this up. So, he tweeted you like saying, mm, Dom,
6: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, speak to, I speak to Dylan all the time and uh. The thing is there's so much, you know, tweets and social media can always be misinterpreted. Uh, misinterpreted. So um, there's, nothing, there's nothing between me and Dillian. He's, he's a good fighter and you can't fault him for what he's done. And like I've said before, everybody is an expert on social media. At the end of the day, Dillian White took a chance. He took a risk. He was winning the fight and he got caught and that's boxing. But he's been, he's had so many setbacks in his career but people fail to see he's always clawed himself back. And I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and it might have even been you. You know, what was a worse loss? Hey, Josh, was, yeah, yeah, Joshua, Joshua Ruiz or White Pavetkin. And, and the worst loss was Ruiz, you know, Anthony Joshua to Ruiz. But he, he came back and he beat him. And it's almost the same situation there. Is a is a very well schooled fighter, tough, he's top level, you know, he's only lost to the best guys. So there's there's no disgrace there. What's happened with Dillian White, you know, it's just that you have to go back to the drawing board again and start again. Luckily, there's a rematch clause, and he'll get his chance. And you know, if if he does what Joshua did with Ruiz and went back to the drawing board and analysed everything and comes back and beats the guy, then he's it's another lesson learned. But it's just a it's a minor setback. Um, so I don't I don't you know be too much into stuff on social media. It's you know I tweet stuff and sometimes just walk away from it and let people talk about it. Um, But I don't think there's an issue between me and Gillian White at all. Okay,
5: listen Domingo, best of luck with Willie on Saturday night, we'll catch you out after the fight. Do you want to just quickly uh, plug spotify links or any links to your song
6: uh, it's, it's out there now. i mean i've had the best plug, in i've had eddie you know singing the song i've <laughs> had uh, you you know pushing him on it so it's doing well at the minute it's just on all my social media stuff i've had some good responses from it there's a lot more songs in the pipeline not boxing related i mean that was a one-off Fasco already it was a too good a, an opportunity to miss but there's another seven or eight in the pipeline that's going to be released over the next couple of months and uh, so yeah keep your ears open who else in boxing deserves a song there's a few, to be honest, um, there's a few songs. I mean, years ago, you know, they did, Naz did a song and it actually got on top of the Pops and we'll have to dig it out somewhere and it was quite, it was quite funny. But there'll be somewhere. it's just what the inspiration is, you know, if there's an if there's a, an inspiration for a song, um, I'm sure something will come up. How are his boys, by the way, they've been training at the gym? Yeah, the, that, Naz's lads are the great kids. I mean, Adam and Sammy, Yeah, they're, they're a, you know, a bundle of fun and uh, they, they come in every day and you, you know they, they, it's it's weird because obviously Naz came from a working class background and worked his way up to the you know to the riches where they've been born into it. and then they're coming back to Naz's hometown and, and you know mixing it up with us a lot but they're fitting really well and uh, they love hearing stories about their dad and and they train well you know they, they do train really well so they'll be back in you know after this weekend they'll be back up in Sheffield training and uh, we just we just keep on and keep them moving and you know build them up a bit by a bit Okay.
5: Listen, as I said, best of luck this Saturday with Willie. Best of luck with Liam uh, in a couple of weeks. And I'm uh, sure we'll catch your word soon after the fight, all right? Cheers. Cheers.
0: it all seems like it's Daniel Dwight, Daniel Dwight, Daniel Dwight. Do you feel like people aren't focusing on you enough? Of
1: course, he's a big man, he's a superstar, he's a favorite. Of course, there's this whole town here sitting in London where they come here to fight. It's no easy win, let me say that.
0: And obviously he said he hasn't seen a lot about, he hasn't researched you a lot. Do you know who he is? Have you reached him, researched him?
1: Yeah, of course, I know Daniel Dubois. he's a big guy, he's an upcoming guy. He's strong, he's fit, and uh, of course
0: I know him. And do you think with a win would you give him a rematch or would you look to move on and do bigger and better things here in the UK? What would you do if you did get that win on Saturday? Uh, I
1: have a win uh, against Daniel Dubois? I don't know. First I celebrate it. and then we see uh, next what he's going to do.
0: Fantastic. Now obviously with the Frank Warren show here on BT, how much do you think the exposure is going to do for your career on Saturday?
1: This is important because it's a big stage uh, uh, against uh, Frank the promotion, against Daniel Dubois. It's also a big event.
0: Really appreciate your time. We'll catch you again soon.